Hello, hello. This is David back again with another episode of the Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 141. Um, Alright, I'm feeling good about this one. I mean, I always feel good about the episodes I put together, but this one's got a pretty good mix of different genres and uh, newer stuff and older stuff and it's kind of got a little something for everybody good mix on this one uh we're going to sweden here very excited about this this is one of my favorite death metal bands ever um they existed initially from 1989 until 2013 and then they kind of um sparked things up again in 2018 just playing some festivals here and there uh, it's vomitory, and they were pretty clear about the fact that when they kind of regrouped in 2018 that this is not like uh, we're working on new music, we're not going to do a bunch of tours, we're just kind of doing festivals, and we kind of miss playing together and just having some fun. And everybody kind of held out hope that they might, you know, work on some new material, but they never really indicated that they were. Um, and then they just kind of all of a sudden, out of nowhere, um, dropped a single within the last two weeks here um and yeah they released the uh, album title track listing the cover release date and all that kind of stuff and then they released the title track along with the music video so they've clearly been planning this out for a while uh their last album came out in 2011 i believe it was um which was opus mortis 8 because it was their eighth album and that was phenomenal. The production was the best they've ever had. The songs were, they kind of scaled the songs back a little bit in terms of intensity, but it they focused on making them really catchy, really memorable. Um, so yeah, it was a super strong album, definitely a good one for them to, to end on, you know, whenever they did call it quits in 2013. Um, and then of course, you know, Tobias uh, and Eric, the singer, Vomitory started the band Cut Up, and I've played Cut Up um, a few times on you know previous episodes, very much in the same vein. Uh, and that band has been kind of in flux as well because uh, one of their key you know members and songwriters left, so we weren't getting anything for a while there from Cut Up or from Vomitory. So very excited that Vomitory is releasing something. So the album is called All Heads Are Gonna Roll. And that's coming out on May 26th uh, through Metal Blade. They've been on Metal Blade for a while. And yeah, this will be album number nine. And like I said, first one in 12 years. And uh, they haven't really missed a beat. I didn't expect that they would. Um, I think the fact that they've been playing live now for the last several years um, has helped them to not sound rusty. You know what I mean? But yeah, they released the title track here. And uh, the music video is pretty cool as well. But uh, cover art is pretty cool. It's called All Heads Are Gonna Roll, so of course there is somebody carrying a severed head, because of course, why not? But um, yeah, I'm glad they're back. So here we go, off of uh, their upcoming album. This is the title track. This is Vomitory with All Heads Are Gonna Roll.
There we go. That is Vomitory with All Heads Are Gonna Roll. Sounds great. Like the production, like the song itself, of course, and uh, very much looking forward to that. Again, that record's coming out on May 26th, so we got a little over a month here. Uh, all right, we're going to the USA out of Houston, Texas. This is a four-piece that's been going since 2018, and uh, us in Krigsgrove have kind of become buddy-buddy with them. Anytime they release something, we always kind of share it and vice versa. Um, and it's mainly Justin's really the one that kind of uh, made me aware of this band, and that is Necrofire. And they play kind of a modern like melodic black metal it's still very much black metal but they're not afraid to kind of do some different things riff wise as far as you know palm muting and stuff like that they kind of have some thrashy vibes here and there uh, but it's still very much rooted you know rooted in black metal and it's usually pretty ferocious it's pretty good and um, they're coming out with their second album on uh, June 2nd of this year. The album's called Burning Shadows in the Southern Night, and that's coming out through Season of Mist. And they've released a couple of singles now off of it. I'm not sure if they're going to do any more between now and the album's release. Probably maybe one more, I would guess. But um, of the two singles, this one is my favorite. So here we go. Off of the upcoming album, Burning Shadows in the Southern Night, this is Necrofire with Burnt by the Sacred Flame.
All right, there we go. That is Necrofire from Houston, Texas, with Burnt by the Sacred Flame. Uh, excellent guitar work going on uh, in their stuff, but uh, I'm sure you kind of hear what I mean. They kind of got some more melodic touches, some thrashy touches, and even some kind of traditional metal um, vibes here and there. Uh, all right, we are going to Germany. This is a uh, recently resurrected thrash band with a very classic sound um it's cruel force and they existed originally from 08 to 12 and uh they've kind of regrouped slightly different lineup uh in 2022 and they are going now no idea if they're doing a full-blown record or what they released a single in 2022 and then another single kind of out of nowhere um very recently on april 14th and so yeah, I don't know if those singles are ultimately going to end up on a record or if they're just kind of releasing stuff as they write it. You know, there's some bands that are kind of doing that these days where they might have, you know, a couple of songs and just record them and release them. And then if six months later they write a couple more, they do the same thing. So um, not really sure if that's what their game plan is or not. But they did release a couple of albums in uh, 2010 and 2011 back during their first uh, stint. And... Um, yeah, not really sure what they're doing now. I don't, th I don't believe they're signed at the moment since they uh, resurrected the group, but I'm sure they're probably looking for looking for a deal. Uh, so these singles have been released uh, independently at the moment, so you can find them on YouTube and Bandcamp and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it sounds exactly like their older stuff to me. Uh, they've always had a real kind of classic production. Uh, even though they're, you know, a modern band, they still have that uh, kind of early 80s sound to their records, and um, they do it exceptionally well, in my opinion, so I hope they release another record. I would like one. But anyways, here we go. This is the most recent single they released on April 14th. This is Cruel Force with At the Dawn of the Axe. Hours. 
All right, there we have it. That's Cruel Force from Germany with At the Dawn of the Axe, and I love it. I think that is uh, really well done, and uh, they nailed that production for sure. Um, all right, we're going to the UK here. This is a one-man band that's been going since 2016, and I've actually played uh, another band by the same name uh, from France, but this is the British one. It's called Abduction. And this is just a one-man black metal band. The French one is a little more um, unique, a little more avant-garde, I would say. And uh, this one is a little more straightforward black metal, but uh, I just think it's done really well. Um, <clears throat> I have heard some of the most recent record that came out last year, but uh, I had not checked out much else until recently. And um, I still haven't heard the first two, but I really enjoyed this one. So I checked out the third album, which is called All Pain as Penance, and that came out in 2019 through Inferna Profundis Records. And uh, as I said, it's album number three out of four, and um, I just was kind of taken by the album cover. I thought it was great, and um, I, of course, having heard the most recent record, wanted to kind of work backwards and check out uh, the previous releases. So, uh, yeah, really enjoyed this one a lot, and um, really enjoyed this tune a lot as well. So uh, I first checked it out just a few weeks ago and uh, made a little note in my phone that uh, in the next episode or two I wanted to play something from this band. So I decided that now is the time. So you've heard the French one before, and now we're going to the British one here. So off of their third album from 2019, All Pain as Penance, this is Abduction with The Funeral of Cosmic Mastery.
Alright, there we go. That is Abduction from the UK, the one-man band, with The Funeral of Cosmic Mastery. I think that's really well done, that song. It's my favorite one off of that album. Uh, and now I need to go back and check out the first two, because now I've, I liked the most recent one, I liked this one, and I need to check out the first two now, because, uh, you know, they're, they're two for two. I gotta keep seeing if there's quality stuff there. Uh, Alright, we're jumping to Norway here, out of Oslo. And this band existed from 93 to 06, and then they called it quits, and then they kind of regrouped in 2010. And still going now, and that is Suder. And Suder is one that my friend Chris got into because we were just looking for other other black metal. We had already heard a lot, and we were just looking for different stuff. And he bought one of their albums um, from the old Virgin Megastore, big, big CD store at one of our local uh, shopping malls. And he liked it. I thought it was okay. I thought it was a little kind of standard black metal. There was nothing particularly special about it. Um, but it was alright. And I just kind of... They never quite grabbed me the way that some other bands have. But um, but the stuff, the more recent stuff I've heard of theirs uh, has been pretty good. And they have utilized uh, John Rice on this new album, who is American... And uh, if that name sounds familiar, it's because he was doing uh, live drums for Behemoth um, when Inferno was out, whenever he had another uh, child, him and his wife had another baby. So he sat out some North American tours, and uh, John Rice was kind of the fill-in for those. I think he also used to drum for a job for a cowboy way back in the day. And then he is the current drummer for uh, Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats, which is, of course, more like stoner rock type stuff, which he seems to really enjoy. He hasn't really done a ton of uh, extreme metal stuff lately, but it's pretty cool that he can kind of expand his, uh, his horizons and his musical tastes uh, to that degree. But yeah, they have utilized him as a session drummer on this new album called Hellweger. And that's coming out on June 23rd uh, through Season of Mist, and that'll be their sixth album and their first one in uh, eight years. Uh, I remember when that last one came out as well, and it doesn't seem like it was eight years ago. But uh, album cover for this one looks pretty damn cool, and um, I'll check it out. Whenever they release it, I will give it a listen. But uh, just going off a of past experience, they've never quite grabbed me um, that much. But I like John Rice, and... Uh, We'll see. We'll see how it sounds. They've released a couple of singles off of it now, and uh, they're pretty good. I've got to say, it's better than the stuff that I heard, you know, back in the uh, early 2000s or whatever. But um, but here we go off of the upcoming album, Helvega. This is Suder with Gods of Black Blood.
There we go. That is Suder from Oslo with Gods of Black Blood. Great drumming. I expect uh, nothing less. But um, yeah, pretty pleased with uh, these couple of singles that they've released. Um, definitely better than, than the older stuff from, from what I recall at least. Uh, okay, this one, the next one, is a really pleasant surprise for me. Very excited. This is a band I have checked on every couple of months for years. <laughs> and I first heard them on uh, Radio Fenris back in the day. But uh, they're out of Toronto, Canada. And they've been going since 2006. They've never split, but they did have some pretty long gap here. Um, you know, pretty pretty significant gap between their last album and this new one. That's Blood Ceremony and... I've played them a few times. They're very much kind of 70s inspired, kind of occult rock female singer. They utilize flutes and things from time to time. But they've always um, been really, really good. And I really like uh, the singer's voice. And like I said, I first heard them on Radio Fenris and fell in love with it. And um, am a big fan of all their records. And their last one came out in 20... 16 I want to say and ever since then I've just been checking out every few months just like are they doing anything and they were never doing anything but they never announced like a hiatus or announced that they were breaking up or anything it was just silence and um, out of nowhere whenever I went to check once again if they're doing anything they had very recently uh, announced a new album um, it's going to be called The Old Ways Remain, and that's coming out on May 5th, so it's coming up pretty soon. Uh, it's their fifth album overall, and it's their first one in seven years, like I said. But uh, they're still on Rise Above Records, so that's who's going to be releasing this one. Really good label. They release a lot of stuff that's kind of in a more traditional metal or you know, classic-sounding stuff. Um, they kind of stick to that, uh, that little niche. And... Yeah, Blood Ceremony has released one single now off of this album, and it's not blowing me away. I'm a little disappointed in the single. I'm still very excited that there's a new album coming, but um, the single to me feels a little too... There's too much flute. There's too much... Uh, it's music for prancing, is, is my best way to, to put it. It's for prancing through a flowery meadow... Um, the dark kind of undercurrent from their previous albums isn't really all that present in this song. The performances are great, the singing sounds the same as it ever has, um, and I'm very happy to just have them back, but uh, it's do it definitely does not have much of a dark tone <laughs> to this particular song, so I was a little let down, but I am still very much looking forward to, uh, to this record. So here we go with the first single off of their upcoming album the old ways remain this is blood ceremony with ipsissimus <laughs>
All right, there we have it. From Toronto, Canada, that is Blood Ceremony with Ipsissimus. And like I said, it's not a bad song by any means, but it just kind of seems to be lacking a little bit of that kind of dark undertone that some of their previous stuff uh, has, but uh, I still remain optimistic for the new record coming out on May 5th. All right, we're going to Winnipeg. We're staying in Canada here. This is a one-man band that's been going since 2020, so it's been three years. And the guys released seven full-length albums and a couple of EPs in three years. And I am racking my brain trying to think of there's a Swedish one-man black metal band who does the same thing where it's like every four months it seems he's just like well here's another here's another EP here's another album you know and I cannot remember what it is and it's one that I've played on previous episodes on a few occasions and I really like it and I can't remember the name of it now and it's really killing me but anyways that's pretty much what this is like so this band is called Primordial Serpent and I came across it on one of those black metal promotion uh, YouTube channels and uh, where they just kind of, you know, show different albums, uh, full albums on the videos and stuff. And uh, this is one that I came across that I thought was a full album, but it's actually an EP. Um, and then, yeah, once I, you know, did a little more digging into this, uh, this band, I saw that it's just one dude and, um, you know, looks kind of silly. He's just kind of a normal looking guy with a buzz cut and some corpse paint on you know um but he makes some pretty good black metal i'm not gonna lie i haven't listened to all seven albums but um i've listened to some of the more recent things that he's put out and uh it's pretty good and i enjoyed it when i heard it on uh, on that youtube channel as well so um but yeah the band primordial serpent i'm gonna play something off of the most recent ep Although I'm sure he's released another album since then, but uh, this just came out on March 5th, and it's called The Funeral Winter, and he releases everything independently. He's not signed at the moment, and I'm pretty sure he just does it all digitally. Probably no physical copies uh, of any of this stuff, but um, but yeah, it's just got a very typical black metal cover, just kind of black and white, a lot of forest trees and stuff going on and um the music just kind of suits that aesthetic as well it's not reinventing the wheel at all but it's just done well and uh the production suits the music and the aesthetic suits the music so yes here is a very prolific one-man band this is off of the funeral winter ep this is primordial serpent with funeral beast of the night <laughs> Yeah. 
right, there we go. That is Primordial Serpent from Winnipeg with Funeral Beast of the Night. That's pretty good. Um, you'd think with him being as prolific as he is that uh, maybe the quality would suffer. But dude's got a lot of good ideas, I guess. It's pretty solid black metal. Uh, Alright, we're going back to the UK here. They're based out of London these days. Three-piece. Um, it is Fen. They've been going since 06. And I love Fen. I really liked... I've been a fan since the first album. Um, and just kind of followed the career ever since. And, you know, I've, I know I've mentioned this before, but... Uh, Kriegsgrove was lucky enough to have Frank, the singer of Fen do some guest vocals uh, during the outro section of one of our songs on our 2016 album, Waves of Degradation. And that was our first time ever doing that, having a guest on the album, and we really didn't know how to go about it. And we just said, do you have a means of recording at home? And, you know, if you're interested, and he's like, yeah, I can record it at home. And he's like, I'd be happy to do it. Just send me the lyrics and what section you want me to sing over. And we did, and then he, we gave him no further instruction other than that. We just gave him the section of music and the lyrics, and then he recorded it and sent it back to us, and it was fantastic, because he didn't just use his normal, you know, uh, raspy kind of black metal voice. He did kind of a, a real, like, shouting, really aggressive shouting type thing that worked really well, and then it slowly kind of morphed into his normal black metal voice by the end of it. And we loved it. We thought it was great. And we didn't think we were, like, worthy, you know, of, like, because to us, we thought Fen was, you know, fantastic and um, on a different level, I guess, than we were. So we were we were honored that he would even entertain the idea. And uh, we thought we were pretty cool to have him as a guest on the record. But um, they've gone through a few drummers over the recent years. Uh, but of course Frank and uh, I believe that's his brother on bass um, they're, they're always there, they're the mainstays for sure But they've had a few different drummers And I think this is the first album that they're about to do um, with this, this new drummer And uh, the drumming on this first single is actually really good um, They've released one single so far The album's going to be called Monuments to Absence And it's coming out on July 7th through Prophecy Productions this is album number seven now, which is crazy, because like I said, I was a fan since the first record. Um, but the cover art is amazing. I really, really love the color scheme, and um, it just looks excellent. And this first single is great. It's more aggressive than I tend to hear from them, but um, in a good way. Like, it's not, they haven't abandoned their sound or anything like that, but it uh, still sounds like Finn, just kind of a more intense, more aggressive version. But a uh, great song and definitely uh, wets the whistle and makes me excited for uh, the rest of this album. So here we go off of the upcoming album Monuments to Absence. This is Fen with Scouring Ignorance.
we go. From the UK, that is Fen with Scouring Ignorance. Excellent song. Um, production is great. Their last one, the production was great as well. I remember asking them who they used and they told me. And I looked into it to see how much it would cost for Kriegsgraf to perhaps use that same person. And it was just it's a little bit out of the range for us. But, um, yeah, really looking forward to that. Again, that record's coming out on um, July 7th. Uh, okay, we're going to Portland, Oregon here, which I honestly did not know where this band was from um, <laughs> until I was making my notes for the episode. But it's a two-piece that's been going since 2012, and they're called Night Fell. And uh, this is another one that I kind of owe to, uh, to Justin to get me into because... Uh, he was wearing one of their shirts for one of our photo shoots that we did back in like 2017 uh, or 18, maybe. Maybe 2017 or so. And uh, he was wearing a Nightfell shirt with the sleeves cut off. And I said, that's a cool shirt. And he said, yeah, you ever heard them? I said, no. And he said, you should check them out. They're pretty damn good. And he's right. <laughs> so um, I actually have, I don't think I've heard, oh, I have, but I don't remember it. Like, I listened to their most recent record when it first came out, but I haven't, like, gone back to it since, uh, and I need to. But um, I'm going to play something off of their third album, which is coincidentally um, the first one that I really gave a thorough chance. You know what I mean? Like, after Justin told me about them, I checked out whatever the most recent record was at the time. And thought it was pretty good. And um, and then I saw whenever they were releasing this third one, I gave that a really uh, thorough, you know, several listens. And, uh, and really liked it a lot. So I'm going to play something off of that. I need to go back and revisit the most recent one. Because, um, you know, like I said, I gave it one listen and thought it was cool. And then just kind of shelved it and haven't uh, gone back to it since. And I need to. But I'm going to play something off of album number three, which is the one that I really enjoyed called A Sanity Deranged, and that came out in September of 2019 through 20 Bucks Spin. And it's just a really great record all around from start to finish, um, but I'm going to have to play the opening cut off the record because I love it, and I think it sets the tone really nicely for the rest of the album, and um, it's just always been a standout track uh, for me. So here we go off of their third record from 2019 called a sanity deranged this is Nightfell with no life leaves here
All right, there we go. That is Nightfell from Oregon with No Life Leaves Here. Great song. Great song and a really, really good album. Um, all right, we're going back to Germany here. We already played Cruel Force, which is a modern band with a classic sound. And now we're going to play an actual classic thrash band from Germany. It's Creator, and they've been going since 84, although they were going sooner than that uh, under a different name. Which I never noticed until um, until making the notes for the episode that I knew that they were called Metal Militia for a brief time before eventually becoming Creator, but I didn't realize that they were called Metal Militia starting in 1982, from 82 to 84. So I'm just like, so wait, did they come up with Metal Militia before? They even knew about the Metallica song called Metal Militia, or is it because it's you know, obviously Kill 'Em All came out in '83, but Metallica's demo was out by then. So did Creator hear Metallica's demo and then decide to call themselves Metal Militia? I don't know. I need to, I need answers to this. Um, but I'm gonna play something off of their second album. First album, the debut was rough. Very rough, but still full of energy and uh, still a fun album to listen to. But um, by the time they released the second album is when they really started to kind of make some waves uh, in the thrash world. The album is Pleasure to Kill, and it still is a favorite for a lot of people. Um, it's hard for me to pick a favorite. I've played stuff off of uh, probably a handful of creator albums at this point on older episodes. But Pleasure to Kill came out in 86 through Noise Records, and that was album number two out of 15, I believe they're up to now, in terms of albums of, like, true original material, not live albums and stuff like that. Um, and it still had a pretty raw production, but it just had a ton of energy, and the songs were just better, uh, better compositionally and everything like that from the debut. Uh, the voice... You know, it still sounds like old Mila Petroza, and but he he had a different voice back in the 80s for sure. It kind of evolved into the voice that he's now been using for the last 30 years. But uh, in the 80s, it was just kind of a less of a kind of gargly from the throat type voice and more of a just a savage screaming kind of voice and uh, just full of intensity and... It's, it's something that makes these older albums uh, unique, I would say. And I think these are better than the old Destruction albums as well. The songs were great with Destruction, but the production was always trash on those early <laughs> Destruction albums. It really makes them hard to enjoy for some people. But, um, but yeah, I feel like you know they were kind of a cut above, as was uh, Sodom as well. Uh, but anyways, here we go off of 1986's Pleasure to Kill. This is Creator with Under the Guillotine. <laughs> Oh! 
That was the mighty creator with Under the Guillotine. You know, it's something that, you know, a lot of, uh, I'm sure a lot of Americans don't think about much, but uh, I was just thinking about this the other day that, uh, like, the Berlin Wall was still up when they were <laughs> releasing these albums, and it's just, it seems like uh, ancient history, but um, it's really not, you know. Back in the 80s, the this German scene was occurring uh, while the Berlin Wall was still a thing. So it's just kind of uh, hard to wrap your head around a little bit. Um, Alright, jumping to Sweden here. One of my favorite bands ever. That's been going since uh, 1990. Had a couple of spells in there where they kind of were on hiatus for a few years and then come back. And uh, It's The Crown, and I've played The Crown uh, a few times, of course. But... Um, I listen to them a lot, so <laughs> that's why they keep appearing on episodes, is because I listen to The Crown a lot, and then I just kind of will be listening to a song and just be like, you know what, I'm going to throw this one on the next episode. Um, so that's kind of what I did this time around, but I'm going to play something off of an album called Crowned Unholy, which um, they released the album Crowned in Terror in 2002, had... Uh, Thomas from At The Gates on vocals. It was the only album uh, that he participated, you know, with The Crown. And it's still a favorite amongst uh, a lot of fans. Uh, not necessarily because of Thomas's vocals, but uh, just the songs were fantastic. It's some of the best uh, batch of songs they've ever written. And But they, the band, for whatever reason, was kind of dissatisfied with the production. There were certain things that they wanted to be kind of in the forefront of the mix that maybe weren't so they opted to kind of do a partial like they kept some things and just remixed it and other things i think they re-recorded the bass and maybe re-recorded the drums they might might maybe not i could be wrong on the drums but i'm almost certain they re-recorded the bass because they wanted a different tone but yeah they just kind of revamped the album and then uh johan the original vocalist had come back into the band by that point, so they wanted to uh, have him re-record the vocals. So yeah, I mean, I've always loved Johan's voice, and um, so I ate this album up when it was released. Um, it came with a DVD as well, so it was a two-disc thing. But yeah, I still listen to this version of, uh, of the album pretty regularly. And uh, I think they kind of went overboard with the remix. Like, there's certain things that are kind of too loud and too punchy. I feel like they should have kind of left it how it was a little bit, you know. But uh, it's just cool to hear these songs with uh, with Johan on vocals. But uh, Crowned in Terror came out in 02, and then Crowned Unholy came out in 04 uh, through Metal Blade Records. And uh, that album, Crowned in Terror, um, was their fifth album overall out of 10 because I'm still including the albums that they released uh, when their name was still called Crown of Thorns before they changed it to The Crown so I always include those in the discography as well so yeah fifth album out of 10 and uh, still remains one of the strongest ones in the entire discography love this tune that I'm about to play um, probably has one of the best choruses uh, in the entire record so fun one to play on drums as well so here we go, off of uh, 2004's Crowned Unholy, this is The Crown with Under the Whip.
Under the Whip by The Crown. Just makes you want to fight somebody. <laughs> In the best way possible. Um, Alright, we're jumping to Norway here. Once again, this band existed initially from 94 to 2001. Uh, and then they kind of regrouped in 2018 and they're still going now. That band is Odium. And what prompted me to play Odium was... A, I had forgotten they existed. <laughs> I, for- I had heard of them... Back in the day, whenever you're just eating up everything you could find, uh, black metal related, you know, first getting into that that subgenre, you just kind of are, are trying to look at anything and everything. And I remember uh, hearing them ages ago, you know, probably my friend, friend Chris is the one that found them first and kind of let me hear it or something. But uh, yeah, forgot they existed. Um, but I saw... Because I follow the uh, Inferno Festival Facebook page because I've I've been to it three times. My old band uh, even played it in the 2008 edition of uh, Inferno, and so I love that festival. And um, I would love to go back eventually. I haven't been since 2011 because I don't have any damn money. But um, I'd love to go back one day. But anyways, I was looking at some photos that they were sharing because the most recent edition of it just happened uh, within the last few weeks and they were sharing some photos and uh, they showed some photos of Odium and they had uh, Mustis from formerly of Dimu Borger on keyboards and I was like whoa I haven't seen him do anything in years because after Dimu he did live keyboards with uh, Suspiria for a little while and that was pretty short-lived but um, but yeah he hadn't really done anything since so Seeing him now, <clears throat> you know, he's not a kid like he was in Dimu. <clears throat> Excuse me. But yeah, he was a string bean when he was uh, in Dimu. So now he's filled out a bit, but he had cut his hair at one point, And now his hair is long again. You know, they got the long black hair. So same face paint. So he looks, it's bringing back memories. He looks just like he did in Dimu. So I was like, whoa, okay. I had no idea Odium was still around. And I had no idea that he was doing live keyboards for him. So I looked at the lineup 
Um, and it's basically all the guys from Mirkskog are in Odium. I didn't really realize that it was, you know, Destructor and Sekdaemon and uh, Dominator, formerly of Dark Funeral, <clears throat> and he does live drums for 1349, you know. Uh, he's been the live drummer for Mirkskog for several years now, and he's the, the live drummer for Odium now, so... Um, it's, they only have one record, came out in 98, they had a demo that they did in 96, but that's really all they've done, so I don't know now that they've reformed if they're planning on doing any new music, or if it's just kind of for live, you know, festival type stuff. Um, but yeah, I went back and listened to the debut, because I've heard it before, but not in a long time, so I went back and listened to it, and it's just really well done, symphonic black metal, and I just kind of forgot how good it was, you know. The only pitfall of this album is that some of the songs kind of sound the same, you know what I mean? There's not enough uh, differentiation between the songs, but it's quality stuff. Uh, the album's called The Sad Realm of the Stars, and that came out in 98 through Nocturnal Art Productions. And, um, yeah, I just think it's pretty cool that they're back together and playing, and it just kind of took me by surprise and, and made me go back and listen, so... Here we go, off of that album, The Sad Realm of the Stars, this is Odium with Thy Eternal Nightfall.
There we go. That is Odium with Thy Eternal Nightfall. That's a fun album. That is a really fun album. And I wouldn't be opposed to them doing a new one, but I remember this kind of makes me think of the band uh, Troll. Like they had gotten back together after many years and released an album, and it was kind of, eh, it was good, but the production was too kind of modern and it just didn't have the same kind of charm as the old stuff, and I'm afraid that might kind of happen uh, with them as well if they put out something new but you never know uh, all right we're going to Finland here a five piece that's been going since 07 that releases some weird ass music that is Oransi Pazuzu and I have heard of them of course for years um, they were kind of all the rage at one point a lot of people seem to be talking about them and kind of the the teens here 2013 14 15 whatever um, I mean, I, I never really gave them the time of day much until hearing uh, a song on Radio Fenris that I really liked. Prompted me to check out more of their stuff, and it's still 50-50 with me. Some of it is just too weird and too just non-musical to me, you know what I mean? But um, some of their songs that they kind of uh, have a little more of a straightforward structure, um, I really enjoy. So I'm going to play one that kind of toes the line between the, both of those things, honestly. It's still kind of unique and, and odd, but not so much so that I can't get into it. It kind of um, maintains a a good skeleton that I can kind of hang on to, you know what I mean? Like the drums kind of continue to do the same thing, and I think that kind of helps me out because no matter what the other instruments are doing, like the drums are still kind of keeping that train moving in a way that I can still make sense of, you know? Um, but I'm going to play something like the, the last two albums are a little too weird for me. The debut's okay, second album's pretty good. I'm going to play something off of the third album, which is called Valonielu. And that came out in uh, October of 2013 through Svart Records. And that was the third album out of five. I think their last one they put out was in 2020. So I wouldn't be surprised if they release another here in the next uh, year or so. Never know. But uh, yeah, this album is a, is a good mix of songs that are a little more palatable for, uh, for dummies like me who can't handle the really odd stuff, um, but there's still plenty of other odd stuff on that album as well. But this is the one that uh, whenever they first kind of came into my stream of consciousness, it was uh, at the time that this album was like the newest one that they had released, because I remember that album cover uh, very vividly. Um, I cannot pronounce this song title, so you'll have to just look in the episode notes for it. Uh, I sometimes try my best with Finnish, but this one's a little bit out of my uh, out of my league, out of my realm of uh, capabilities here. So look for it in the notes. But off of their third album, Valonielu, this is Oransi Pazuzu.
point, that was Aransi Pazuzu from Finland with uh, one of my favorite tracks off of Valonielu. Um, all right. I actually give you guys uh, an extra song on this episode because normally I just do 14, but uh, I had a couple of, of shorties on this one, so uh, the overall runtime was a little short, shorter than normal, so I said, hey, what the hell, I'll throw an extra one on there. And one of those shorties is this next one. I figured after that uh, kind of weirdness from Aransi Pazuzu that we need something a little more straightforward here. So I'm going to play some Motorhead. Um, I've been in a Motorhead mood lately, and I I spent a whole day basically, like while I was working, um, just listening to all like newer Motorhead albums, and some of them are excellent. Um, the last two, they sounded a bit tired, you know, particularly Lemmy. But uh, so basically everything from the year 2000 onwards I listened to, and I was really pleasantly surprised with how good some of those records are. And starting in 2004, I think they teamed up with uh, a, a different producer whose name is escaping me right now, but he really wanted them to have kind of a heavier production, um, almost metal, you know, heavy metal type production. Lemmy was kind of against it, wanting it to stay, just kind of have a more like kind of classic rock sound, and they kind of met in the middle, but um, but I will say that the production is thick, and the bass tone is really good, but uh, just the songs in general, I think, are underrated. I think there's some really good songs on these, uh, these newer albums, so I um, always enjoyed Motorhead, but just kind of never paid much attention to their output, you know, uh, posts like... 1993 basically uh, so it was kind of nice checking out the newer stuff but I'm going to play something off of the 2008 album Motorizer and um, that that's the 18th one out of 21 uh, is what they finished with and that came out in 08 through Steam Hammer Records and uh, as I said that was you know that was the third one I believe with uh, that producer that they used all the way up until the end but uh, Inferno was the first one that he produced and then uh, Kiss of Death, I think, was the next one. But then Motorizer came out. I don't remember it getting much uh, fanfare, really. It just kind of came and went. But um, it's, it definitely came and went for me. I didn't pay much attention at the time. But um, there's some really good tunes on here. So I'm going to play one that's a shorter one, faster one. Just got some good old-school Motorhead energy here. And uh, some amusing lyrics. <laughs> so here we go. Off of 2008's Motorizer. This is Motorhead with Rock Out. Time, you and you 
there we go. That's Motorhead with Rock Out. Just kind of got that nice uh, Iron Fist kind of tempo going on there. Um, the track does sound better than that on the album, but uh, I think whatever version it is that I downloaded is uh, the quality suffers a tiny bit, but that's all right. All right, it is that time to finish up the episode with the final song. I want to thank all you guys for listening, and thanks for telling other people about the podcast. Uh, if you want to tell someone where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app, uh, or the entire catalog of episodes is on Spotify as well, so you can find and follow the podcast there. Uh, any sort of feedback or critiques or requests or anything you want to share with me, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And of course, please find and like the Facebook page because any sort of updates or poll questions or any sort of information about upcoming episodes that I want to share with you guys, I'm going to be sharing it there. So please find and like that page so you don't miss anything. Um... Yeah, I've already started compiling uh, some ideas for the next episode as well. I hope you guys liked this one. Uh, definitely kind of a, an odd mix of stuff, but uh, I think it's makes the episode even stronger having such a wide variety going on here. Uh, so I hope you dug it. But um, anyways, let's go to Bergen, Norway to finish things off. A band that's been going since 91 in some form or another. That's Immortal and... Um, on one of the more recent episodes, I played the uh, first single that they released from the upcoming album called War Against All, and it was the title track. And very high energy, but very much kind of followed the same template of the title track of the last album, Northern Chaos Gods. You know, um, they released that just kind of all guns blazing, very fast and furious, short and sweet um, track. And kind of harkens back to the uh, the old days of you know pure Holocaust and battles in the north and stuff when they kind of had that level of speed going a little more often. Um, but they just released the second single, and it's a little disappointing, a little bit, um, simply because the first single I thought was really really good. So this one's kind of a step down a little bit. But uh, Demonos did say that he wrote this one as kind of a you know another. Tyrants, basically, like Tyrants off of uh, Sons of Northern Darkness is one that's uh, pretty simplistic and slow, just kind of goes at this kind of chugging tempo, and it's a headbanger, you know, and he wanted to do kind of another song like that. This one, I think, falls short of, uh, of a song like Tyrants, but um, I can still respect what he's doing here. He's going for kind of this epic kind of Bathory uh, vibe. He said it was very uh, Celtic Frost-inspired. And he used some old riffs that he's had for years and years and some new riffs to kind of put this together. Uh, I think the lyrics he said he's had written since the early 90s, you know, and just hadn't found a use for them until now. So yeah, it's uh, it's not bad. It's, it's just not as good as some of these other kind of slow ones that uh, Immortal has done in the past. But uh, New Immortal is, is always a good thing. So the album, War Against All, is coming out on May 26th through Nuclear Blast Records. And that'll be uh, album number 10, and first one in five years. Can't believe it's been five years since Northern Chaos Gods came out. But um, but yeah, I'm all in. When it's released, I'll be, I'll be all over it. So here we go. This is a nice, uh, epic, heavy one here to close things out. Off of the album War Against All, this is Immortal with War God. Cheers. <laughs> 